Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Life Launch Podcast and YouTube. I'm doing something totally different today. I'm recording both a podcast and a YouTube episode at the same time, and this may not seem like a big deal to you, but I have wanted to do this forever and overcomplicated it in my mind for so long. I was like, how do I do both at once? Apparently, all you do is set up your phone, look into your phone, talk into the microphone at the same time, two birds with one stone. So I am excited to be back. It's been a couple of months since I've done a new episode and I'm excited to be bringing you emotional health tools and resources to grow your life and your business. My business is called Life Launch because I want to help heart-centered, big dreaming women launch their life to the next level. Make your life a 10 out of 10. So today I'm gonna be talking about a tool that's gonna help you to do that, and the tool is boundaries. The reason I wanted to talk about boundaries is because I think it's something that is widely misunderstood, and I coach a lot of my clients on this topic, and I thought, you know what, let's just do an episode so I can speak to everybody at once and hopefully give you some tools that are gonna really help you to create emotional safety in your relationships and your life so that you can show up as the most powerful version of yourself. So before we dive into how to set boundaries and all of the ways that it's gonna serve you and help you, I wanna talk about what boundaries are not. And this common misconception that I think many of us have that boundaries are me trying to control somebody else's actions or behaviors. And I want to give an example of how this doesn't work and one of the ways that we often misunderstand boundaries. So let's use the example of you are interacting with someone in your life that you love, a family member, a friend, and you have a disagreement and they start to become really heated and they start to yell at you and maybe they start to call you names or use profanity and you want to set a boundary because you are not feeling emotionally or maybe even physically safe. So what most people will try and do to set a boundary is they'll say to the person, you are not allowed to swear or yell or call me names. You need to stop. And why this doesn't work is because it is us trying to control someone else's behavior. And we cannot control other people's thoughts, feelings, or actions. That is just outside of the realm of being a human being is we can't control that in other human beings, but we can control our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So instead of saying to the person, you need to stop that, that's no longer allowed, that's not appropriate, we can say to them, if you continue to yell and call me names and use profanity, then I am going to leave the room. I'm going to leave the situation. So instead of focusing on what they can or cannot do, we focus on what we are willing to do or not do. And the reason this is so powerful is because it is in our control. We can decide I'm going to leave the room and no longer be a part of this conversation. We can't control and decide if they're going to stop yelling and screaming. So The way to set a boundary is to focus on 
what you are willing to do or not do, what you are willing to participate in or not. And the thing that you want to use as the indicator and the time and place when it's appropriate to set a boundary is when you are feeling safe or unsafe. If you are in a situation where you are feeling unsafe, that is an appropriate time to set a boundary. Now, how do we know if we're feeling safe or unsafe? Well, this is a bigger question. I think sometimes when we're seeking to set a boundary, it's not because we're feeling unsafe, it's because we're feeling annoyed or we're feeling frustrated or we just don't like the way that someone is acting or behaving and what it's bringing up in us. And I would suggest that that's not necessarily the best time to set a boundary. That might be a really good time to get curious and do some self-reflection and figure out why the way a person is showing up is triggering you. And again, I want you to really think about, do I feel unsafe or do I just feel annoyed, (laughs) frustrated, inconvenienced? If that's the case, then I would suggest taking some time to explore that trigger. And when I say trigger, what I mean is something that happens, someone else does it, it happens circumstantially, it happens in the world around you, and it brings up a really big emotional response in you that doesn't necessarily seem or feel equal to the event that happened, the words that were said, the circumstance. And if that's the case, then I think it's really an important and interesting uh, exploration to say, oh, okay, the reaction I just had to that was a lot bigger than what just happened. So for example, let's say you're scrolling on social media. This is often where (laughs) triggers happen. And you see someone with a similar business post about an opportunity they got. Maybe it's an opportunity that you really wanted and you notice a lot of anger coming up in yourself or you notice a lot of insecurity coming up in yourself or fear and you feel paralyzed by it and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. That trigger is probably not a situation where you need to necessarily set a boundary, but it's more an opportunity for you to explore. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? And what am I making this mean? What I'm seeing here on social media. Now, there might be an opportunity to set a boundary there if it puts you into an intense fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. So let's say you see this thing on social media and you just shut down and you are like wanting to check out, not wanting to even like work on your business or do anything anymore. You just want to go to sleep. Like the response is putting you into where your body is not feeling safe. Now it's not that person's fault. They didn't do anything wrong by sharing about their success or their opportunity, but what it's bringing up in you is an indicator that you are not feeling safe. And if you're not feeling safe, it's beyond just feeling annoyed or bothered or jealous. It's like, I am shutting down completely. Then it might be an appropriate time for you to set a boundary. And what that boundary could be is I'm no longer going to follow this person. And so you might decide to unfollow them or to mute them for a little while. It has nothing to do with them. And here's the thing about boundaries. Boundaries aren't about the other person. 
They aren't about that person needing to do something or not do something, to behave in a certain way or not. They are about you creating a space of safety around yourself, being empowered to take that into your own hands by saying, this is what I am willing to be around and this is what I am unwilling to be around. And there are times when if you are in that zone of feeling super unsafe, it's appropriate to say, I'm going to set this boundary and no longer allow this, uh, this trigger into my life for a time, right? Because that's not going to really fix the problem if you just mute somebody or unfollow someone. And I think we've talked about this in one of the past episodes about toxic people and if there's actually toxic people. And um, I'll put the episode in the show notes. But this isn't going to necessarily solve the problem, but what it's going to do is create some emotional safety for you so that you can explore and get curious about why this is triggering something in you and how to process that emotion and move through that so that you can get back into a place of safety. Now, if we go to the example of setting a boundary with a person who is in your life in a relationship where they're showing up in a way that you don't like and you are, again, not feeling safe, then here's a process that I would like to suggest for you to set a boundary. The first step before you tell them what you are unwilling or willing to put up with and how you're going to respond is to make a request, especially if this is a relationship where you are wanting to be in this relationship. It's not a person that you're wanting to just cut off completely. It's someone that you want to work on the relationship with then the first step would be to go to this person and just make a request and say, hey, when I, let's say it's with your husband, when I ask you to take out the garbage, my request would be that you either do it right away or you let me know when you are going to do it. Simple request. Now, if they do not respond to that request and they are unwilling to do that or they say they will, but they continuously don't follow through, this is kind of a small, silly example, but relatable, I'm sure, (laughs) if they choose not to honor that request, then that could be a time where you set a boundary. And the boundary is if you choose to to not respond right away by taking out the garbage or letting me know when you'll take out the garbage, then I am going to take out the garbage myself. Now, in my family, I used to do this without even communicating anything about it, and that's not setting a boundary. That was just me being kind of passive aggressive, I guess. I'm asking my husband to do something, he doesn't do it in the timing I want, and I just furiously go and do it myself. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is clearly stating if the person chooses not to honor the request, then this is what you're gonna do. This is going to be the natural consequence. And now I want to just clarify that when we're we're giving a natural consequence, I'm not saying that we're trying to punish people for not doing what we want them to do. That's control and manipulation, and that's not what we're going for here. What we're going for is we are honoring ourselves by saying, this is how I'm going to respond if you choose to not do this thing. Now, the garbage example is a little bit silly because it's not really something where you're going to be feeling safe or unsafe. But let's go back to that example of getting into an argument and the person becoming, um, you know, mean or angry or yelling or swearing. 
in that situation, you could first make the request, hey, I would really appreciate if when we're having these conversations, you could stay a little bit more calm and not call names and not swear. And if they continue to not do that, then you can say, if you choose to do that again, I will leave the room and take a break for 20 minutes before I'll be willing to have the conversation with you. Now, when you give the follow through of what I'm going to do if this boundary is broken, it is so important for you to actually follow through. And this is hard because there's a part of us that just wants to stay with status quo. And setting a boundary isn't just going to require something of the other person. It's actually going to require something of us because we're the one that when the person doesn't follow the boundary has to follow through on our end and leaving a conversation when someone is yelling at you, maybe it sounds like that's the easy thing to do, but in some ways that might be harder because now you are saying to the person, I will no longer stay in this cycle with you. I will no longer operate this way with you. And what's probably going to happen is when you follow through on setting the boundary and then doing the action that you said you were going to do, the other person is not going to like it. People generally do not like it when we set boundaries and we actually follow through on them because we're disrupting the norm. We're disrupting the comfortable cycle that we have been in together. We're changing it up. And so you are probably going to experience some big resistance from the people that you are setting boundaries with. And there's probably going to be a part of you that wonders, is it really worth it to set this boundary? Because this is actually initially gonna make your life more uncomfortable instead of comfortable. It's gonna help you feel safe because you're gonna be creating that circle of safety around yourself. This is what I'm willing to have within my circle. This is what I'm not willing to have, but it's going to cost you something. It's gonna cost you maybe being willing to put up with the resistance of the reaction that the person that you are setting the boundary with has in response to your boundary. If you're a mom, you've probably seen this, right? When you tell your kids, no, you can't have that snack half an hour before we have dinner and they throw a fit or they try to convince you or they try to negotiate with you and you actually hold the boundary and follow through, you have to put up with a lot of nonsense, really when you actually hold to that boundary. It costs you something to follow through on what you said you were were willing to do or not do. So how does this play out in your business and why is it important to set boundaries in your business? Well, if you are in a service-based business, let's start there. If you are a coach or a consultant or you're offering a service to somebody, what might happen is that your clients might want access to you all the time. They might, might want to be able to email you or text you or vox you all hours of the day and night. And it's really important for you to set up an expectation of this is when you can be in contact with me and this is when you can't. And this is when I'll respond to you and this is when I won't. But what might happen is let's say you've said to them, okay, I'm going to answer emails and boxes between the hours of nine to five, Monday to Friday. And then they send you a desperate message on Saturday and you're at the beach with your family and you are wanting to stay focused on them, but you get this urgent message come through. Now, here's the question, what are you going to do? Because whatever you do in that situation is going to communicate more to your client than the boundary you actually set. If you don't follow through, 
The boundary means nothing. And what I see so many of us do as business owners is we feel like it's our responsibility to serve our clients in the best way possible. And we think the best way means without boundaries, whenever you need something at all costs. But unfortunately, when we respond to a message outside of our work hours, we're teaching our clients that this is what we really mean. We've said we have these office hours, but what we really mean is you have all access to me at all times. And then unfortunately, when we teach them that and they start to come to expect that, if we decide to cut that off or reestablish the boundary, it's going to cause resistance. It may even cause them to feel like they are not getting the experience that they paid for or were expecting. Even though you said, these are my work hours, you didn't follow through. And so your actions speak a lot louder than your words. So if you want to protect your work-life balance, if you want to create sustainability in your business, having boundaries is absolutely essential for you to do that. Will it cause some resistance in the moment? It might. It might. It might piss some people off. Your clients might be annoyed that they are not able to contact you anytime they want. But what it will also do is it will help create safety for you and it will help create safety for them. Because when we have our expectations set and then met, it creates safety. Even if it makes us feel annoyed or resistant, it creates safety. I know what to expect and what I'm expecting is what actually happens in the follow through. Setting boundaries creates safety for you and it also creates safety for the person that you are setting the boundaries with, even if they don't like them, even if they're resistant. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that you find this helpful. If you have further questions about boundaries, feel free to reach out to me, send me a DM or an email or um, leave a comment on the podcast or the YouTube episode. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with me on this first round of doing YouTube and podcast at the same time. I know it's not a big deal to you, but it feels like a very big deal to me. I did it. I overcame the resistance. I'm so glad to be back with you. And I cannot wait to bring you more great content to create emotional health and launch your life and business to the next level. We will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.